0: Hey all you rowdy Airbnbers! time to get this show on the road. (laughs) Hee hee hee. Is that what I sound like to you? Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. Today's episode is to talk about the fact that we bought an airstream. I'm so excited about this. I know I've been talking about it nonstop on Instagram already. So if you're sick of the airstream content, um, you haven't seen anything yet because it is it is just getting started. Let me tell you. Here's the deal: this airstream is obviously going to be turned into an Airbnb. That was the entire purpose of this and. I definitely want to enjoy it ourselves and would love to take it on some trips, but ultimately we purchased it as an investment. That's how we were able to justify the cost and everything. And for today's episode, I want to kind of go through my thoughts on why we purchased it. It was a very spontaneous decision owning an Airstream was not on our radar whatsoever. But when the opportunity presented itself, I just couldn't say no. And there are several reasons for that. So I want to go into that. I also want to talk about the financing. I want to be very transparent with you every step of the journey for this. There are some very unique aspects to financing an Airstream or a trailer. And so I want to talk about that in case you're interested and let you know what our interest rate was and our monthly payments. I'm going to break it all down. And lastly, I want to talk today about what our plans for the Airstream are and where we plan on parking it. Hint, we have no idea. I am actually hoping that today's episode reaches someone who knows someone who knows someone and can help us execute the vision we have for it. So stay tuned if you think you might want to partner up. I am looking for somebody to help us take this project and and turn my vision into a reality with it. If you think that might be you, please listen all the way through because at the last portion of this episode, like I said, I'm going to break down what exactly our plans are for it. And I I hope that we just somehow get connected to the person we need to be connected with in order to make this happen. Okay, so let's take it from the top. Uh, I want to start off with saying why we bought it, how we came across this opportunity to purchase it and... The several reasons that convinced me to ultimately go for it and put in an offer. I don't want to say that I went into this completely blind. I definitely did look at numbers, but to be a hundred percent honest with you, my biggest reason for wanting to do it was just my gut and my intuition told me to go for it. So, was that the smartest decision? Um, probably most investors would tell you no, but when my gut is telling me to do something, I listen to it. So. There you go. Now, let's break down the the legit reasons besides my intuition on why I wanted to go for this. So the whole reason this even happened is because I have been following Laura from the Blanco Bungalow. She has an amazing home decor blog, and I have followed her for I don't even know how long. And it was actually her Airstream. So this was purchased through a private seller, and she just posted one day that it was for sale. And instantly, I mean, I just... Like, I knew it had to be ours. I couldn't, I can't explain it. Like I said, this was not on our radar at all. Did not cross my mind. Like, I would not have guessed at the beginning of this year that by August we would own an Airstream, but I just saw it and I just, I don't know. I just knew, I knew it had to be ours. So, Thank you so much, first of all, to Laura for for purchasing it and putting her own spin on it. If you guys have seen pictures of it already, I haven't shared much, but I can repost also the Airstream tour that she did of it when she was showcasing that it was for sale. I think it's still on her Instagram, I hope. So I'll share that on my stories when this episode comes out. But you can just tell she put so much love into it. The pillows that she purchased matched the upholstery and the Airstream perfectly. She added these tile decals and just every single detail is just perfect. It looks completely brand new. It's a 2021 model, so it it is basically brand new. And I think they maybe took it out themselves like a dozen times or so and rented it out once. So it is just in immaculate condition. So she posted that it was for sale, I think, on like a Thursday. I didn't see the post until Friday morning, I'm pretty sure. I immediately DM'd her and said, you know tell me more where's the official listing for it what's the selling price and she gave me all the details and said if you want to come over tomorrow and check it out you actually can and she lives about half an hour from me so i went the next day brought violet with me she's my trusty little business partner on this on this whole deal and once i saw it in person it was just a done deal for me because From the pictures, I could tell, you know, the details and everything. But once you see it in person and just are able to stand in it, the layout of it is so efficient. It does not feel crammed at all. It's just such an intuitive design like where all the storage is and everything just makes so much sense and they really did the absolute most with the space if you want to look it up for yourself the model is a bambi 19cb and it's a 2021 model so i basically left from viewing it on saturday went home told eric that like i wanted it no matter what it takes i want it i think i told her the next day sunday like we're extremely interested i just want to confirm with our lender and get a loan figured out tomorrow, Monday. Um, But like, we're ready to put in an offer if everything's good. There was one other interested buyer. And anyway, Monday morning, first thing I called the loan officer. And as soon as we got approved for a loan, called Laura immediately. And I was like, okay, we're approved for a loan. Like, here's my verbal offer. We didn't negotiate or anything. And I even told her I was like, full disclosure, I was planning on negotiating with you a little bit. But Once I knew there was another interested buyer and I, again, after just seeing it in person, it just solidified for me. Like this was the right move for us. And seeing too, like I said, all the details and care that she put into it, I didn't feel right negotiating for it. Is that the best business decision? I don't know. Probably not. Some investors out there would tell you to haggle, but I just wanted to also like value the effort and love that I could tell they put into it. And so I did not negotiate at all. And so we purchased it for asking price, which was $73,000. The main reason really besides my, my intuition telling me was just seeing that truly I think the travel industry and Airbnb specifically has put a huge focus on unique stays. If you guys have listened to the episode of the podcast with Zoe Berghoff, who really specializes in unique stays, even the episode with Bryce Cano, who really focuses on bringing unique elements into stays, it's very evident that a lot of the big successful players on the platform right now are people who are catering to this niche in the industry. And it just seems fun. And I think I just want to be part of it. And frankly, if Airbnb is going to be doing the marketing for me, I mean, I definitely still plan on having a social media account. I mean, I'm going to brand the shit out of this place. But Right now, it just seems to me like a no-brainer to jump in on this space. Airbnb is giving a ton of free marketing to unique stays right now. We've all seen what the landing page looks like when you visit Airbnb. We've all seen the rollout of categories. And I just want to be part of that momentum, plain and simple. I really do. Another reason that was appealing to me was just the thought of diversifying our own portfolio. As you guys know, all of our listings are in Big Bear, and that has been a really good advantage in the sense that it's helped me scale so much more quickly because I've got my whole team in place up there. When we visit one unit to check on it, we can easily check on all the others. It's just one place to go to to restock and do maintenance, and I cannot imagine having been able to scale up to eight units, signing on five more right now, if we were not concentrated on one market. So I have no regrets about that. But I do think that I'm at a point where I would like to diversify. It does get a little bit stressful when you know, the slow seasons hit. And I don't have properties anywhere else where maybe the peak seasons are alternating from the big bear ones. So even though we still, you know, do a consistent income year round, you definitely notice those dips in slow seasons. Frankly, I just wanted to kind of launch into doing something different to to diversify that. The next big thing for me was the ROI that we could make on something like this. I mean, 73000 up front, it seemed like a lot to me for a camper for a trailer. But when I think about our potential nightly rate that we can make with this, I'm really hoping that we can be consistently hitting $200 a night. If we get a hot tub and we get like a killer location, I could easily see that shooting up to $275, $300 a night. And those numbers for a place that all in is costing us about you know, under a hundred thousand by the time that we build out a deck and a pergola. You're gonna hear my visions for that later on, but I think we'll be all in under a hundred thousand. To get nightly rates like that for something of this price is just, that R- ROI is insane to me. I, there's nowhere in California where I am where I could buy a house for under a hundred thousand dollars if I did the amount of work it would need to bring it up would be another 50 to 100 grand easily. How much time it would take to do that would mean that I'm making payments on this thing for months before I'm ever able to turn it around and make it up for a rental. I think that something like two twenty-five dollars a night on this for 20 to 25 nights booked a month, I think that that's super doable. And those numbers would put us at over 5,600 a month gross for the entire year, we're looking at $67,500. That's insane to me that we could be making 67 grand gross on an all in investment of $100,000. Again, this is gross, you know, there's still going to be some ongoing expenses and everything. But those numbers to me are very promising. And I just don't know if we'd be able to get returns like that on anything else besides entering like the high end luxury space which I'm not in a position to purchase a multi-million dollar home but being able to get in on something for such an affordable deal and still have these amazing returns I mean these numbers we're looking at this you know approximately 67,000 a year that's about what we're doing depends on the specific listing but that's about what we're doing per year on our Big Bear properties Right now the condos where we host are appraised at upwards of 350,000. If I were to purchase a new deal here, I would then want to put in another, you know, 20,000 to bring it up to our hosting standard. And the time involved, it could take 6 months or so to renovate this. That leads me to my next point of why I really wanted the Airstream, and that's because it's basically a turnkey project. It's in immaculate condition, it's perfect, it's ready to go. All we need to find is the space for it, and then I do want to build out, you know, a deck and a pergola, and I'll get into that, but the Airstream itself is ready to go. There's a few things I need to, you know, do to just make it rental friendly right now. Like the lock is kind of difficult to open, which we've gotten the hang of it already, but I'm nervous just giving it that way to guests. So we may have to reconfigure something with the lock. Uh, You know, we'll also have to create a whole manual for it. I have to make sure that we have a ton of extra bedding and linens and towels because there's nowhere to do laundry there. And just all those little finishing details, the welcome basket and everything really clear instructions on how to use it. So there is some work we have to do, but there's no renovating needed or anything like that. And that was really appealing to me too. Normally I do like purchasing fixer uppers. I love the process of remodeling and decorating and designing. And with a fixer upper, I don't have any guilt to ripping out everything that the previous owner left and then really customizing it to exactly the way that I would want it to be. Right now, though, with the current phase I'm at in life, we are planning this conference, Tatiana and I. I've got so much going on with the podcast, and Eric's doing his master's right now. In this moment, I just do not have the bandwidth to take on a complete property renovation. So right now, having something that's pretty much turnkey is very, very appealing. Like I said, the reason I normally like fix wrappers is because I get to design them to my taste. The Airstream is already 100% designed to my taste. Like if I was buying an Airstream brand new, I would decorate it and style it exactly the way that Laura styled it. I mean, if anything, she designed it even better than I could have. My hope is that since all we have to do is just find the land to park it on, you know, and build out a simple deck and whatnot, my hope is that we can have this thing up and running available for rent by October. So we're looking at only four to six weeks. Another reason that I really, really wanted the Airstream is honestly because of location. And I mean, ironically enough, we don't have a location for it, but that's actually something that drew me to it. Big Bear has really been pushing in a lot of regulation lately. And, you know, I think the owners and hosts up there have done a very good job pushing back and showing up at city council meetings and emailing city council members on house or in policies they're trying to implement could really negatively affect the town and the economy. And I think we've done a great job, but it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of work that goes into that. And one thing I just loved about the concept of having an Airstream is if we put it somewhere and the city ends up cracking down or banning STR altogether, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be convenient, but we can pick it up and move it. If short term rental is ever banned outright in Big Bear, our entire business is just completely cut at the knees. So I really, really liked the idea of just, it just gives me peace of mind that, you know, and I know we'd still have to obviously find a new owner to work with, find a new landowner, build out a whole other deck and whatnot, but it's so much more flexibility that we really can move it wherever. Even aside from regulation. But even if we put it in one market and just find that it's not booking as well there as we hoped, and it's not getting the occupancy we wanted, we can just move it. We cannot move our big bear properties. They are stuck where they're at. And I love the locations of those, but you know, there's definitely some risk and fear involved with that. If you have a bad neighbor that moves in or something, you're pretty much stuck there. I just really like the freedom that having an airstream gives us that we can move it anywhere and we're so flexible with where we go another reason that the airstream was calling to me was because i'm really hoping that it gets us just a more laid-back adventurous type of guest This is not to down talk on any of the guests we currently have. 99.9% of my guests are amazing. But I do think there is a certain personality type that is drawn more to a unique stay or an RV or staying somewhere more off-grid and just kind of trying something different. I'm just picturing that we're mostly going to get couples that are just very easygoing, chill, go-with-the-flow kind of travelers. That's my hope, and I'm just really excited to work with clientele like that. I also think it's a lot easier as a host to wow and delight and over deliver for guests in a unique stay. I mean, I put so much love behind all of my listings, but I really feel like in this situation, putting something as simple as like bathrobes there is going to just go so much further because the whole stay is so unique that anywhere where you can add a hint of luxury or something high end and make it more of a glamping situation. I think all those details just get noticed and go a lot further than in a typical short term rental. I could be wrong on that. Maybe this is wishful thinking. Anyone who owns a unique stay or a camper specifically, let me know your experience on that. But I'm really hoping that we can cater to a guest that is just down for anything and will delight at any extra touch or detail that they see we put love and heart into. And the final reason that really solidified for me why we should go for the Airstream is because they hold their value so well. So originally, I was thinking to myself that an Airstream is, you know, it's a moving, moving thing. It's basically like a vehicle. And everyone knows that cars depreciate the second you drive them off the lot. So when I was considering it, I kept thinking, hey, I think that the numbers and the ROI make sense, even with it being a depreciating asset. Like, I'm good with that because of the cash flow we're going to get on this. Like, I feel good about it still. After doing some research, I did not realize, but Airstreams do not depreciate. They actually appreciate and they are considered, you know, similar to a property, similar to real estate. They are an appreciating asset. That cannot be said the same for all RVs. This is specific to Airstreams and that brand, but Airstreams are handmade, handcrafted. They are so beautiful. Actually, I read this statistic, which blew my mind, but guess how many Airstreams, Airstream was invented. The first one came out in 1931. Guess how many of them are still in circulation today? Okay. It's like 70 or 75%. That's insane. I also found out that a lot of buyers are actually willing to pay more for older Airstreams, that vintage ones are really high in demand. So that just made me feel better as well that over time it is gonna become more and more valuable. As long as we keep up the condition of it, which I don't see why we wouldn't, we're never going to just abandon it somewhere. So as long as we keep up the condition of it, it's just going to keep going up and up. And that makes me feel like it's a really solid investment in itself. So yeah, that that pretty much for me was like the final nail in the coffin. I really, all the other reasons had me convinced, but I kept thinking like, oh, the one downside is it is going to be like a vehicle, it's going to be a depreciating asset, but I still think that the numbers make sense. The moment I heard how highly in demand Airstreams are and how well they hold their value, it felt to me like this was similar to real estate in the sense that we are putting our money into something that is going to appreciate over time. And that pretty much sealed the deal for me with this. So that wraps up pretty much all the reasons and thought process that went into why I knew I needed it. Eric, I think, was just trusting me the whole way you guys Eric does not get enough credit every time I want to buy something new or invest in a new Airbnb short-term rental opportunity he's just like okay I guess hope it pays off he he does not get enough credit for just trusting me a hundred percent but I've never let us down so far no investment has has been a mistake yet so I want to switch gears and talk about the financing of this thing all the numbers and break that down for you so like I said, we purchased it for $73,000. That was the asking price. We did not negotiate. We, we just went for exactly what they were asking. And we were planning to put $5,000 down. What's cool about getting an Airstream financed is you can actually finance this like a mortgage because people can live in them. And so it's treated loan-wise like a home. And so we were able to get a 15-year fixed mortgage on this. The other thing, though, that you do have to account for when purchasing an Airstream RV or any sort of trailer is because it is just a physical product that exchanges hands, you do have to pay state sales tax. I did not know that until like three days before we were supposed to close. And in California, state sales tax is almost 10%. So, I found out like three days before we closed that we had to pay another 7,300, which ended up bringing our all-in total to $80,300, just under that. We can say 80,000. What's really neat though about Airstreams, campers, trailers, RVs is that you can actually get a loan for the entire amount that it's appraised for. If you've ever purchased a standard home, you know that you can only get a loan for a certain percentage of the total amount that it's appraised for. So, hypothetically, if a property is appraised for $500,000, you may only be able to pull out a loan for up to $400,000. Uh, you'd have to talk to a lender, you know, and see. See what the situation is, but you cannot get a loan for the full $500,000 in most cases. I mean, there's VA loans and exceptions, but typically you cannot get a loan for the entire amount it's appraised for. With an Airstream or trailer, however, that is different. You are able to pull out a loan up to the entire amount that it's appraised for. So luckily, the same day that I found out we had to pay an additional $7,300 in taxes, We also found out, we officially had to get a whole appraisal done of the Airstream and found out that it was actually valued at $76,000. The sellers had put in some upgrades, like an upgraded solar package and some stuff. So by the time they went through and filled out every detail, it was actually valued at $76,000. So since our purchase price was seventy three. dollars Uh, But now we had to pay that extra, you know, 10% for sales tax, we could actually pull out an additional three grand for financing in order to, you know, put that towards that sales tax. So in the end, the down payment we did was 7,500. So our down payment only went up 2,500 more than what we originally wanted to spend, which was 5,000. We did a 15-year fixed mortgage at 5.65% interest, and so our monthly payment is going to be just under 600. It's like 587 or something like that. Uh, We do have to get insurance for the Airstream that's required because we are financing it. Typically, though, Airstream insurance is optional. If you were to buy it outright in cash, it doesn't need car insurance the way that a car does because it just gets hitched to something. It doesn't have its own engine. Uh, So if you're ever moving it, you'd be moving it with a car that has its own insurance already. So Airstream insurance is optional. In our case, though, we don't have a choice. We have to insure it so that the loan is, is protected and guaranteed. The one thing regarding insurance that I'm still not totally sure about and need to research is I don't know how to insure an Airstream as a short-term rental. I'm not sure if that's something you can do. Um, As you guys know, I am an affiliate for Steadily Insurance, which specializes in short-term rental insurance. So I'm going to request a quote from them once we officially find out where we're parking it. But Yeah, I'm actually not sure how STR insurance works on something like an Airstream. And side note, if you do need STR insurance, like I said, I am a Steadily affiliate, so I will link them below so you can use that link to go request a free quote from them. Uh, That link is hostwithnatalie.steadilypartner.com. I'll link it below. Okay, so here we go. Now that we've talked about, you know, why we bought it, pricing, breaking all that down, what our costs are going to be let's talk about what we're doing with the dang thing. Where the hell am I parking it? Who wants to work with me? And how, how do we make this happen? Okay, let's get into this because I have a very specific vision and I need the right person to help me execute this. So please listen. Even if you don't have land yourself, you might know someone and I I want this partnership to be perfect. So if you think you know someone, please let me know and put us in touch. So if everything works out the way I want it to, my ideal situation, this would be my plan for the Airstream. Obviously, I could just rent it out on Outdoorsy, which is a website, you know, where people can pick up RVs, rent them for a weekend or however long. You either drop it off for them or you meet in a designated pickup location, show them how to use it, they drive off with it and bring it back. So I could do outdoorsy, but with outdoorsy, the nightly rate is much lower than what you could get on Airbnb and it's a lot more risk and you need much more expensive insurance. There's obviously a lot higher liability by letting people drive it around. So that is not my preference. Now, in order to list it on Airbnb, it does need to have a permanent address, so that is why I have to find a place to park it. I'm not renting it out of my driveway. It will not do nearly as well here as it could in the right location, and so what I'm really looking for, and this is my my call to you, and please, if you are a landowner or you know someone that kind of fits this description... Please, please, please contact me. But this is really what I what I envision for this. I would personally love to partner with a landowner somewhere in California. I am open to some other areas, but you know, the closer to me, the better, because I want to enjoy this place myself. So, specific locations that I'm interested in would be Temecula, Santa Barbara, San Clemente, San Luis Obispo, San Diego. Something kind of that, you know, Central California and and south of that. And I am actually not considering Joshua Tree. I'm not ruling it out a hundred percent. But what I like about the other locations I just mentioned is that they are a little bit more temperate and more year round. Joshua Tree just has harsher climates, and I think in the summers it's not going to be rented as well. It would be you know, just a lot to keep it cool and have the AC running on a airstream non-stop. So I'm I'm not ruling out Joshua Tree if the opportunity presented itself, but I personally am much more interested in something that's like wine country or something beachy and just something that is, you know, a more temperate year-round easier climate with less elements to have to brave when you're dealing with a unique stay. So that's ideally my situation. And the most important thing to me is I do not want to park it in just a general, you know, trailer park or some sort of campground where there are tons of RVs and trailers there. I want to develop a relationship with a landowner and basically be the one airstream on this plot of land. I think my ideal location would be Temecula or Santa Barbara, and gosh, I mean, being in wine country, if there is someone who owns a vineyard or a winery out there, that would be incredible to you know, have a relationship with an estate and a vineyard like that and a winery and be the Airstream that is parked there. I would love to work with a landowner who gives us permission to build out a deck and a pergola and put a hot tub there and some string lights, you know, set up an outdoor shower, a barbecue, and just really make it a entire place with outdoor and indoor living. And bonus points, if the landowner or whoever lives on the property also wants to be in charge of maintenance and cleaning... I want somebody who can be a contact there and make sure that the place is staged perfectly between every guest, who can report damages to me and hopefully fix up some of those damages and take care of things, and who can really take care of restocking and just making sure that every single experience is perfect and matches what we are selling online. Also, if this person could do laundry on site somewhere because we will not have a washer and dryer unit here. So things like this, I really do need to consider and that would not be a deal breaker. I could obviously bring a cleaner in, but I just know it would be easier to go through one primary contact for all of this. And the last thing that it would need is some capacity to get all the hookups and connections, sewage, water, electricity. And if the location was really amazing enough and did not have those pieces in place, I would be willing to pay to have that stuff installed. If I could find a property that has those connections already, I mean, God, that'd be so convenient, but I, to me, this, the number one most important thing about this whole venture is the location. And so I will do what it takes to get in that perfect spot. And if that means putting in these sewage hookups and and connecting water and electricity, so be it. I'll do what I got to do. I'm not sure yet if something like this, it would make more sense to just pay out a flat out monthly rate, or if it would make more sense to do a profit share model. I'm open to both. I just, you know, need to make sure that the numbers do make sense. But, you know, by no means was this a comprehensive list of locations. I I know I spit out uh, Temecula, Santa Barbara, San Clemente, Paso Robles. I mean, there's... You can't go wrong anywhere in Central or Southern California. You really can't go wrong. Uh, oh, hi, Edna Valley. So, please, if you know you feel like this might be a good situation and I didn't specifically shout out where you're located, do not be discouraged from reaching out to me. I'm very open minded to just finding the right property owner and landowner to work with and really trying to develop a relationship that they can, you know, really help me take this project where I envision it going and having somebody who can really help execute the quality control and make sure that if guests ever need anything, there's, you know, someone around and I would love to do like upsells for this property, sell whatever, chocolate covered strawberries delivered before you check in and anybody who would want to help me execute that kind of stuff and obviously be paid for it that is what i'm looking for so if if that sounds like you or you know someone please share this episode with them and anyone can just connect with me either through email or uh, Instagram DMs. And I will I will link my contact info below. So that's it. That's the status of the Airstream. And uh, for right now, I am loving having it in my driveway. We have been watching DVDs in there and playing board games and just sneaking out to our driveway to feel like we're camping and doing something more fun than just hanging out in the living room so it's been such a treat to have it here and I already know I'm gonna miss it when it's parked somewhere but business is business so when we find that perfect location I will probably be there several times a year blocking out calendar dates to use it for myself.